Peter Hill Explains, where I invite you to join the science teaching conversation with me about Antoine Lavoisier, the great scientist, a coffee table book, and sort of an interesting French person in terms of, um, always French, but extremely French, but extremely clear-headed. Um, so he got the idea that chemical reactions are a rearrangement of molecules and as a re rearrangement no new mass is created. So the idea of mass, which is sort of a pretty amazing, uh, an amazing concept. I'm just going to remember um, the, I'm just going back to try and remember what you, oh yes, Avogadro's number, I just remember going back there. That's before this. And he was um, sort of fated into how you could be productive uh, in the scientific work realm and this is um, making sense of uh, what it is to be a scientist in a society so a society may be wrong and you can be the best scientist possible in that society but still be wrong and for that he got his head chopped off and his blood licked up by dogs at the end of it Horrible stuff. So, Antoine Lavoisier, 1743 to 1794, which we know that's the reign of terror in the French Revolution before they came up with a better idea of Napoleon, which plunged France into um, civil war, into uh, conflict. He's said to have been the father of chemistry. Who said? They said making the first list of elements, establishing the idea of conservation of mass, and discovering the true nature of burning and the role of oxygen. Well, the role of oxygen in the true nature of burning. So, it's interesting to go through. Thanks to Newton and Galileo, scientists of the 18th century knew a lot about how and why things moved, but little about what they're actually made of. Chemistry was still closely linked uh, with the alchemists searching for what they called the Philosopher's Stone, which would turn ordinary base metal into gold. Wow. I just sort of really wonder whether um, uh, management is a certain idea of alchemy that I have my, um, you know, a Philosopher's Stone textbook, you know, book on an airport lounge which I pick up and read. The idea of chemical elements was still in its infancy and most scientists still believed, as the Greeks had done, there were just four elements, air, water, um, let's see, earth and fire. Right, now, with this element idea, you've got the new element being put in. At the beginning of the century, alchemists were, in some ways, still leading the field in the study of matter. Well, I think, just, well, you don't have to say, in some ways. It was the German alchemist, uh, George Stahl, for instance, which came up with the theory to explain how things burn. Philosophy theory, which uh, was dominant scientific debate for half a century, Stahl suggested that any burnable uh, contains an active substance called philosophy that dissolves into the air when it burns. Now, philosophy is yet another element. So you've got air, fire, and so the, the fire is, is a, a combination of air and... So air, if you think, it was an indivisible base element. So if you had a cupcake, it had a lot of air in it. Or now you breathe in air as an indivisible element. So you wouldn't know it any other way. So you blow air into a balloon, you don't 
I think of different different things. Pelasgian was this the a more base idea of what fire is. So you had the fire. Now it's actually not that wrong because if I have a match and I heat it up, it actually emits volatile fuel gas, and the fuel gas mixes with the oxygen gas, and it's that that burns. There's very little solid burning. Um, so a match, when it's burning, the, the flame is um, gasification of the fuel. It's the same goes for coal or a log or something like that. You've got the log itself burning, but the big flames jumping out is the philosophy. Uh, gradually, the debate over the nature of matter began to shift towards the chemists and a more down-to-earth approach demanding experimentation, close observation and proofs. This is the, I am um, um, uh, so great, I'm a science communicator, I know scientists, I sleep with scientists, do not I sleep with a science textbook I don't understand underneath my pillow. And therefore, if I can say, I think we should have to do an experiment here, uh, you can call yourself a scientist. It's sort of almost like a, a dress-up. Uh, so this statement really irks me in the nose. In part it came from Britain, where the impetus for the Industrial Revolution prompted brilliant but highly practical men like Joseph Priestley to try their hands at chemical experiments. Yeah, Joseph Priestley, I, I really want to, to read the story of him again. Um, but the great pioneer was undoubtedly the Frenchman, a Frenchman, Lavoisier. That, that statement really says nothing to me. That thing. Lavoisier benefited from the work of British chemists, particularly Priestley. There had been some argument over who achieved what. Uh, but it was Lavoisier who pulled uh, it all together and made many significant advances in his own right. So he, Priestley, identified there must be a component of oxygen by um, saving a mouse in a jar, it was about to suffocate. But the mouse had mercury fulminate or mercury oxide, and with his magnifying glass, he heated it up and released the oxygen. Uh, Lavoisier benefited from the work. I say, it was Lavoisier, for instance, who realised that every substance exists in three states: solid, liquid, and gas. Hmm. And by suggesting that the gas is a substance, he opened the way of the idea that air was not only uh, as a mass, but maybe a mixture of gases. So this is an important thing that um, that um, uh, try, trying to work out the difference. That, that is actually a very interesting um, point that people didn't realise that liquid can be this is, can be the same thing, but in three phases. And by suggesting that a gas uh, uh, so it was Lavoisier who finally showed air is a mixture of two main gases, oxygen and nitrogen, which he called azote. No, that's okay. Um, so azote is used a lot of things. Uh, it was Lavoisier too who, with others, showed that water is a compound of two gases, hydrogen and oxygen. So hydrogen means makes water, oxygen means makes acid. And it was Lavoisier who finally proved that the Flaschian idea of burning was wrong and gave us a modern theory of combustion. Now, Lavoisier was a meticulous experimenter who championed the notion of exact measurement and the idea of, uh, of conservation of mass, which is that no matter how the substances change in the experiment, no mass is ever lost.
The crucial insight not only helped him prove the true nature of combustion, but still underpins all experiments uh, with matter even today. I just, just, you know, this just badly put. I don't like his famous Trait Elementaire du Chimie, Treatise on Chemistry, Chemical Elements, in which he explains clearly for the first time how chemical compounds are formed from elements. He wrote, wrote We must trust nothing but the facts. Uh, these are presented to us by nature and cannot deceive. We ought, in every instance, submit our reasoning to the test of experiment. This is someone who's just, uh, just up in the nose, because the person writing this would have to be, oh, I don't want to say so, such an irritating shit. The young lawyer. The eldest son of a lawyer, Jean-Antoine Lavassier and Emile Punctus. Antoine Lavassier was born in Paris in the 26th of August. 1743. His mother died when he was three, and he was brought up by his adoring aunt Clemis Punctus. Again, um, you've got this, um, what I think, uh, mother's dying. You know, there's a lot of death happening, happening here, a lot of dysfunctional families going on. The Punctus family was very wealthy, and so young Antoine was brought up in the comfort and went to the elite college Marzen, where he studied both science and law. His legal training undoubtedly helped him present his arguments clearly, but also alerted him to the need for proofs. Isn't that beautiful? So, astrology, medicine needed astrology and got people, uh, people moving up in the court. Science is bought by astrology. Here, the idea of a proof and an argument of um, the legal aspect went in. Um, Alerting him to the need of proof, in his spare time he attended lectures on chemistry, which he would do. Uh, when Lavasier graduated as a lawyer in 1763, he went with a friend uh, of the family, Jules Atin Gradin, on a trip through France cataloguing uh, minerals. Then, in 1665, using the newly acquired chemical and mineralogical knowledge, he presented a report to the Academy in Sciences in Paris on the nature of gypsum, which is used to make plaster of Paris, Paris. A common thread through Lavoisier's life was his interest in public works. Yeah, so a lot of his stuff was to make, make better things. And when he was admitted to the academy the following year, at the young age of 23, it was partly for a brilliant paper on the way, the light to light the streets in Paris. About this time he received, and it's interesting, Einstein was involved in, in a fridge, building a better fridge. So this interesting here. It was about this time he received a large inheritance from his mother, and he used it to buy an interest in a company called the General Farm. And the farm was a company that was paid by the, gov uh, the government money, but in return was allowed to collect taxes. It was a sound financial investment and helped make Lavelsia wealthy, but it also proved in time to be his downfall, for the tax farmers were very unpopular with the people, Bebel. The farm also bought Lavasia his wife, Marianne Perit Pauzi, a pretty 13-year-old daughter of another tax farmer. Despite the age difference, Lavasia was almost 30 when they married. It proved a happy marriage. Marianne proved a more than able scientific assistant, not just helping Lavasia in his laboratory, but taking drawing lessons from the famous painter Jacques-Louis David, or de David, uh, so she could illustrate his work. 
the learning English and learning English in order to translate the work of British scientists for him. Isn't that just the most... It's sort of frightening. Uh, you know, we've got a problem with child brides in Yemen and all this type of stuff and uh, stuff. But, um, you know, with people dying so much, uh, the idea of childhood uh, wasn't as as built in at, at, at that stage. But it is so lovely to, to think of um, uh, support uh, in your scientific career from a spouse or something like that, uh, as, as opposed to uh, Yampers where they, their marriage is breaking up. And it's interesting, the dynamism, positive and negative, um, in in your couples, um, you know the the uh, scientists with relations to their mothers, to society, to their wives, and the wives vice versa, come through f forms so much. And Davy and um, thinking Faraday and his wife, Lavoisier's wealth meant he could build himself what was perhaps the best equipped chemistry laboratory of the age, and he began under a series of important experiments. First of all, he began to try out the phlogiston theory. After testing burning sulphur, phosphorus, and other chemicals, he suggested a new theory, that when things burn, they do not give up phlogiston, but take in air. It wasn't a whole truth. It was a significant step, and he decided to investigate the finding of British scientists with the various substances in air. His idea was, as he said, I'm going to try and do a French accent. To link, sound a bit like a Transvalian. The knowledge of air uh, that goes into combustion was liberated from substance with the acquired knowledge and to form a theory. His efforts were successful, bringing him uh, to what essentially is now accepted as the theory of combustion. See box. Okay, air and water. In 1774, the chemist uh, Joseph Priestley was watching. Uh, what strong heat could do to mercuric oxide. This is a, uh, a uh, magnifying glass. He noticed it gave off a gas, and to his surprise, a candle would burn the gas uh, with unusually strong flame. On a visit to Paris with the following year, he met Lavoisier and told him about the phenomena. Lavoisier at once did a series of experiments with a new gas and with air. Lavoisier learned from these that air was made up of two gases, firstly, Priestley's gas, a gas involved combustion, which Lavoisier gave called oxygen, uh, and the second gas, uh, which would become to call nitrogen, which he called azote. Although it is now forgotten, Lavoisier wrongly coined the word oxygen from the Greek, um, uh, the Greek for acid forming, which uh, oxygen is, but it says this book says isn't, um, and um, uh, it is only forgotten by dickhead. So I shouldn't say science teachers who are just such shits. And even more importantly, even more importantly, Lavoisier went on to show that burning is closely related to breathing, uh, and uh, that both involve oxygen. I think Priestley did that as well by having a little mouse in there, and then he had the frozen guinea pig. Our lungs take in the oxygen we need for the air and expel carbon dioxide. It also shows that gas reacts with metals to form oxides. A process called oxidization, rusting, rotting, organic matter, and burning woods are all kinds of oxidation. Mm. Not content, Lavoisier went on to experiment with water, water, Priestley, and other British scientists um, 
such as Henry Cavendish, um, had already noted that oxygen and hydrogen could cha be changed to dewdrops when electric spark brought them together. Lavoisier identified the dew as water and showed that it was created by the joining of hydrogen and oxygen. I think it was Cavendish. Henry Cavendish was a ripe nutter. Excellent. I love, I'm going to have to read about him. He's, he's someone I uh, just, Cavendish is on top. Lavoisier was aware of how important his work was and was determined to show that he was establishing a new field of science, experimental chemistry. Firstly, in, 1870, in, in, sorry, in 1787, he published a method for naming chemicals according to their properties and a system of symbols as a shorthand for them that chemists still use today. Secondly, he wrote a major summary of the field in Threat Chemistry de Chim, which I think we already have. Um, what I sort of... Um, yeah, social science and revolution. While the laboratory work was important, Lavoisier was very concerned with more practical projects. Throughout the 1770s and 80s, Lavoisier conducted a whole series of studies and compiled over 200 separate reports on a huge range of issues, including food, adulteration, how dyes work, and how water is stored aboard ships, how glass could be made better, how prisons could be improved, where the canal water can be drunk, and more besides, he approached each of these with the same thoroughness and insight that he did in the laboratory work and made genuine improvements in social conditions. It is interesting that um, he has got the idea of doing it, but he hasn't got the social infrastructure to build something like the CSRO. Uh, all this, however, could not help him when the revolution came. In the terror of 1793, Jean-Paul Marat came to power, and the revolutionaries decided it was time to pay off old scores particularly against those who profited from the old regime, as unpopular tax farmers had done. Lavoisier, who was tr tried and found guilty, um, and when his achievements in science were brought to the attention of the judge in an attempt by his friends to save him, the judge said and replied, the Republic has no need of scientists. Isn't that great? This is, this, this, you can imagine these, these science communicators, oh, oh, they executed us, they burned us, but we're still here. Lavasia was guillotined on the 8th of May, um, 1794. A witness to the events, uh, the famous mathematician Joey, uh, Joseph Louis Lagrange commented, it took a mere instant to cut off that head, and yet another hundred years may not produce another like it. Isn't that beautiful? Okay, not beautiful, but uh, then the dogs lapping up the thing, and they were just, I, I just think, a system um, needs the argument transcends the need to punish. The punishment legitimizes the argument, and this is the intense brutality of, say, bullying at work or something like that. It is when it goes to an excess, it takes it beyond rational interaction. It closes the argument. This is when you can be, you, you bully so much um, that you can't get back. It's this, this need to go to excess. It's a way of thinking. So you, you can, you can, I suppose you can think in a relationship and reduce rationalizations to solve a problem. You can actually use high rationalization scientific methods, but then you can actually use sort of hate and terror to 
move beyond rationalization. So rationalization only works for people who can understand things and in a society where everything understands. So it's, it's very limited. So you need pre-rationalization, which is love, and then post-rationalization, which is this, this terror. So it's a way of thinking. So they thought their way through the revolution by chopping off heads, sort of like armies. We decide fascism or communism, which one's best? The rest of Europe just blows up. You know, oh, I believe the United States is best. Here, here's a cruise missile. It's going to prove something. Here's a drone strike. It's proved something. Doesn't doesn't appear to be a mathematical proof to me. It's sort of interesting that that uh, people don't resile from terror, force, and argument because it works so well for people who use it. I feel like every time I listen to Donald Trump, that he wouldn't know a rational argument if you stuffed it up as a bum. Okay, Philistian and burning. The Philistian debate was quite literally a burning scientific question of the 18th century. I love that. It was the focus of the battle between two old, old ideas which owed much to alchemy and the new science of chemistry, and in particular the idea of elements. This is someone who just really loves himself or themselves and science communicators. The alchemists still believed in the same four basic. In the left-hand corner, we have the Soviet Union uh, elements of the ancient Greeks, air, water, fire, and earth. Um, and the chemists leaned, learned uh, to lean to the ideas of Robert Boyle. Robert Boyle. Boyle had suggested the idea of chemical elements or spheres, but not things. That everything is made up of a, a handful of basic substance or elements, each made up of a tiny lump called elementary popsicles. 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 Now Boyle was right. Just in case you were just confused as a student, as long as you just you know who to cheer for. You know, big arrow here. Cheer for the scientists. Um, uh, the idea of four elements might have to be abandoned. The debate between the alchemists and chemists became sent. It is interesting that the elements also had what it was and the property of solidity. You know, earth, solidly, water, liquid, gas, and then gas, which is her. Um, came a special active substance called phlestion. It dissolved into air when burned, which is actually what actually happens. Your fuel it heats up and turns to a gas, burning gas. Therefore, anything that burns must become lighter because it loses phlogiston, which is true. That is, if I get a match and I heat it up, the, it will turn to vapor and get lighter. At first, theory seemed to sound to everybody and become established scientific orthodoxy. But the science communicators are going to come in. Nowadays, la -di -da, like dance through. Later, it began to be challenged, and it was Lavasia who realised that the way to test if it was true was to weigh substances carefully before and after burning. In a famous and brilliant experiment, he burned a piece uh, of tin inside a sealed container and found that ordinary, uh, contrary to Philistian theory, the tin actually became heavier in burning, i.e. you do this in mercury. Um, the tin is probably another thing. Um, uh, 
actually became heavier, but while the air became lighter, there was no change in mass at all, as the substance was simply changing places. It was also clear that rather than losing something in the air, the kin was taking something in. Later, Lavasi realized that something was gas called oxygen. So this is the, the major thing, is that your science teachers do not know sufficient to teach this. And the legacy of ignorance is more ignorance. Okay, Lavasi's experiments was a turning point in our understanding the matter of matter for three reasons. First, it put accurate scientific measurement firmly at the heart of chemistry. I feel like someone from the United States, you know, the United States is going to prevail. You know, we're going to send in the Marines. Secondly, it demolished um, the Philistian theory and showed the burning is a process involving oxygen. That's sort of like bombing Basra. Thirdly, it would show that substances do not change or vanish even as dramatic in a process of burning. They simply swap places. I, you know, look, I, I, it's something enough to make me vomit. Gee, I, that's okay. I just the problem is that the ignorance is very of the actual communicator is very very close to the surface here. Thanks a lot for listening. another story comes to a close. It's been a pleasure sharing this moment in time with you. May you discover truly amazing things, understand them and tell others. Thanks for listening.